talk about the utility once again and understanding finances a little bit more. Like to me, one of the biggest things that I struggle with in life is managing money, right? And it's not like I want a lot, right, out of life or, you know, uh, out of things, material things or whatnot. Because um, we all want a lot out of life. You want to be able to push your life to the limit, right, as far as living. For sure. But as far as materialistic things, I don't I don't really have to. I could do it very, very minimal. Right. Sure. But, you know, to understand money, yes. to understand finances, where you can get it to work for you and you not for it yes. is the key. Exactly. And one of the things that I've struggled with is that type of management yes. of of because I'm getting older now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm pushing you know, to my 50s, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 43, of course, but mm-hmm. I'm pushing the 50s. Seven years is going to go by real fast. Yes. So I'm, I'm I'm here thinking like, you know, when I was 19, I always thought, well, I can work a little bit more overtime. You see what I'm saying? Right. Ethan Merriweather can't work more overtime. Mm-hmm. I don't even have overtime to work. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a cut salary, right? right? Straight or a straight salary. So um, that overtime is, the, the, the way the world is, is, um, has developed in the last, I will say, 30 years, there, there is no more retirement. You might as well find the, the, that age of retirement of working at a plant or any other. Um, the age of the pension. It's gone. The, the age, and, and, and it's gone. And, and if we don't come to a better understanding and realize that, we are going to fail. You see what I'm saying? And we should, for one thing, we should have never got to that point, right? We should have always been at a... Uh, a point to manage ourselves or, or manage our finances properly where we didn't have to depend on certain, you know, uh, um, uh, groups or departments mm-hmm. or 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 legislations that's put in place to, to, to keep it. Well, that legislation is the issue, right? With a lot of a lot of le- legislations that's been an issue. So when you talk about crypto, that's almost like foreign to me. And um and when we get into the bitcoins, the cryptos, the blockchains, and all these types of things, bringing that into our new way of f- f- our financial uh, stability, thinking, monetization, and different things like that—that that is so different now, you know. And and how are I think people are going to struggle for a very very long time sure. until it gets a part of the DNA of. For sure. The financial, I guess, mindset. Comes part of your financial, uh, your library, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your mental library of the terminology that you know, things you feel, uh, things you feel comfortable with. But that that is the biggest thing to overcome. Is it's it's very difficult to stretch yourself out into something that's not in your comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? So you said like you know you never you feel like you've never been been good with managing money. Um, that's fine. I, I feel the same way. And we have to look at it from the standpoint of um, our people didn't really come from a place of having to manage generational wealth. So there wasn't a knowledge set to draw from during our upbringing to prepare us for something like that. So we we are recognizing that, hey, gener- you know, generational wealth is a thing. It's attainable. It's doable. And we're putting effort now into can we change that narrative and make it where the African-American community has generational wealth to pass on 
And that begins with financial literacy and financial education. Agreed. Right. So uh, there's programs that I want to look into because I don't count on the schools giving my children the necessary financial education any more than they gave me. The school system, the educational system, you know, they'll have economy class. They'll give you terminology. They'll give you a few things to look at. But when it comes to that real life uh, patterns, they'll kind of give you a few pointers here and there of what to do. But it's really on us to do the research and to do the work towards getting ourselves prepared. So I I want to study some of the things for myself to be able to talk to my kids on a one on one basis. But I also want to look at getting their financial education where that should be as well. You know what I mean? And not counting on, again, not counting on a public school system, private school system, or the colleges and universities to do it. You can become a finance professor and learn some of those things or finance, um, um, a degree, you know, finance person or accountant or whatever to learn some of those things. But if you don't go that route, doesn't mean you can't learn to speak money or manage money. And that's, that's what we got to get past this. It's not a comfort zone. It's not something that feels native to us. And our fields, our fields that we go and draw a paycheck from right now are not in the financial markets, but there's money to be made in the financial markets. Our money that we make from automotive still goes into the financial markets and plays there and brings some returns back to us. So we might as well understand what affects us. If it's something that's there in the background and affects you, whether you know it or not, take some time to learn it. It can only benefit you. So we want to labor to kind of learn learn ourselves and also have information to be able to pass down or the right kind of financial system to put our children into, to pass that information down and let them come into it prepared and tell them. Just like you said, because I had the same kind of mindset, you know, well, I'll, I'll work hard, you know, or I'll, I'll, you know, over time, I'll be able to kind of do it. It's, it's just going to work out. You can't just kind of go on with no plan. You, I mean, and I'm talking so about true. sit down, so draw true. something up, show what your savings plan is going to be. Some Something that's going to make you diligent, whether it's a savings plan of putting uh, so much money up and think about it in terms of, I think they say uh, you want to have from the time you retire to carry you comfortably to the time you die if you retire at 65 and the average age from there is 80 85 you know but if you go to 90 95 something like that i've heard that i think the number that you want to prepare for and that's changing because inflation is changing is three and a half million dollars in your in your in your uh account at the, the day you retire to be able to maintain your lifestyle that you had while working until the time you die so if your plan is falling anywhere short of that that's why I think a lot of seniors kind of get trapped into, okay, I'm retiring, I'm, I'm done working, I'm good. And within a few years, you see them back becoming a greeter so at Walmart, true. greeter so at Myers, going into some new field or whatever, and it's difficult. You know what I mean? So they, I think they want to be retired and enjoying their retirement, and they can't do that because the, their finances aren't where they needed to be to keep that same lifestyle going, and they end up going back to work. So we got to try to find a, a way to break that narrative by teaching ourselves, teaching our children, and try to help them be set up to start their life story differently than our their adult life story differently than ours did. Right? I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I think it's the uh, and just to add on to what you said, I think you said some wonderful things, and then it's the awareness, right? Yes, I absolutely. think I think I think Always. it's the awareness Always. that you are <laughs> you are really pr- promoting mm-hmm. to to get us to understand that. That it doesn't matter where you are, you should right. always educate yourself. Yes. And in because because time is money and money is time, and the more that you 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 put or you allocate that time, mm-hmm. you know, 
that money is going to follow right. or it should follow right. or whatever the case may be. And once again, it's like, it's how do we reverse this mindset mm-hmm. and how do we get ourselves to a point where we no longer have to depend on an organization mm-hmm. or a business to be that, um, that primary source of income. That's right. You know, and, and I think, and I think like what you were saying is, okay, regardless of, of Bitcoin, the U.S. dollar or any currency, right? You should have a financial literacy of what those things are, so you could be successful managing that that money. You mm-hmm. know, and I think that um, the the key the key here is understand the the language. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Always. What what is it speaking to? Always. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like like, and and how do we get there? Is the awareness and realizing that that. Um, that systems are these systems in place to benefit you or are they to benefit someone else? Right. So I see myself like getting up, not, I'm not going to say that I'm not thankful for my job. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think you, a person will lie to say that, that it's, 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 it's probably a small percentage of people that absolutely love their job. You see what I mean? That actually went to school. You know what I mean? That actually, you know, you know, dug the trenches and really, you know, you know, determined in their heart what they really want to do. And they went forth and done it. That means something. Right. right. OK. But now let's talk about the 90 percent <laughs> of people that don't care about going to their job. That's that's more than that, that that percentage. And I'm exaggerating. Right. But I'm I'm just using that as a gauge or whatnot to understand where people's mind that you see people complain about their job more than than people saying that they love their jobs. Now, um, when you talk about if you love your job, are you making a lot of money? Right. And it's the the whole it's not about making a lot of money. The whole idea is to live a life that's as comfortable so you don't have to bug anybody for mm-hmm. cash or, mm-hmm. or a way to live, right? Mm-hmm. The whole idea is that I don't have to come to my neighbor and ask him for some bread or sugar. You see what I'm saying? The whole idea is that I can be set up, that my neighbor can come to me and they can ask me and I can help them out and not only give them something, but teach them how they can have their mm-hmm. own bread and live. I think that's the whole idea. And I think that that's what we're talking about here. Is how do we set ourselves up generationally for our kids, our family, our friends, our close ones, that they can take the same mindset? Because, because, because if we keep thinking about money, that physical money, as as a way to live, then you are mistaken. The 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 to me in my mindset, the the biggest riches that you have is information and knowledge. That is the biggest treasure that anyone have and if you can translate that 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 information that bridge of information and that knowledge into a capital into a capital then you're doing well because you know so many people because to me like when we were talking about when we were this morning when we were talking about um the the swift system now that we're in and how with so many players in between, mm-hmm. it just makes sense that by the time our money is transactioned or a transaction goes from one hand to the next until it gets to the destination that it's supposed to get to, mm-hmm. well, that transaction costs. Mm-hmm. You know, it costs a lot of money. 
So if you remove the middleman and then if you create a vehicle that can take to one step to the next, I'm, it helps me understand what Bitcoin and, and it might not be Bitcoin. I'm not. Is it Bitcoin? XRP does. XRP does. One, one of the cryptos, it does more of that. And they call that, uh, you know, they're trying to go to one of their terminology, frictionless payment system. Mm. Right. So they consider those, you know, you mentioned the different hands that the money goes to. Mm-hmm. Those people are taking fees. Them, those people processing what they have to process to, you know, receive the money from one and pass it to the next person in the line and pass it to the next person in the line, that processing takes money and time, mm. right? So mm. that money and time equates to friction. It, it slows down how quickly your money can move and, and makes it take more effort to get that money through the system. So if I want to send $5,000, I can't just send $5,000 and $5,000 gets to my destination. Mm. If I walk up to a Western Union or something like that with $5,000, I'm not going to be able to send that full amount because they got to take their fees off and everything else. So out of the $5,000 that I want to send, maybe 4,500 gets them to the destination and the rest of it goes to that friction. That's energy losses. Think about it in that terms, like an automotive or energy system, right? I got 5,000 to start and 4,500 gets there along the way. Well, what happened to the 500? It got burned up in the process. Mm. So you take friction out of that system, that money, more of that $5,000 gets to your destination and less of it gets eaten up in the system and in the, in the transacting, it gets lost in the friction the energy losses there aren't as great. Kind of think of it in that terms, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of things with money systems will transfer into other systems as well. So you kind of think about it in that terms. You got you know five thousand dollars or five thousand worth of whatever unit of power over here, and it gets over here because losses along the way take take it out, leeches money out of the system. So you want to find you know cryptocurrencies that have that kind of utility of becoming a frictionless system or a frictionless system, less friction than what what the previous system was of not taking it all together. That's utility. That's a, a good use case, a good business case, um, or or use case of uh, of solving a problem. And because it's the norm, maybe 10, 15 years ago, we didn't see it as a problem. That's just the way money operated, right? And this is analogous to businesses were run with you know a lot of paper, a lot of actual physical paper t- in times past. And yeah, we started using computers to do a little bit more, but you're still printing stuff off. You're still having handouts and paper and things like that. And we've more and more become a digital society and you see less and less paper getting used. Yeah. It's the same yeah. kind of thing, right? As money is coming into the new the new age, right? It should also adapt and evolve and start using di- you know the digital systems uh you know to at their disposal more than they have in the past. And that's kind of what we see happening right now. So 15, 20 years ago, we weren't thinking that it was a problem because that was the standard. Everybody was experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now we know that cryptocurrencies are there that can make it faster, make it cheaper. And we're not able to utilize that yet because regulatory clarity isn't there amongst a number of other reasons. But some com- some countries are getting there and the U.S. is being slower about it. It's just what it is. But, um, yeah, that's, that's you know, one thing XRP uh, is doing. And that's one of the reasons why that's, you know, one of my, my favorite cryptos to look at i have others i invest in but you know i think that xrp is poised to do great things there man that's um yeah we, you know i've uh invested a little bit in xrp myself and mm-hmm. um and i think um that's that's from and, and once again do your own research yes, or always. you know do your own research we're not financial advisors yeah no we're that. not financial so <laughs> right. don't don't right please don't come knocking at our door right. if you make a wrong uh decision or you know you take you know, you put money into something that's mm-hmm. that's not going to be, you know, 
of value right. or whatnot. Like we're 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 learning this thing ourselves, Absolutely. you know. So we we have day to day jobs. We don't necessarily, you know, you know, do day trade or do mm-hmm. stock. We it, it's nothing like that. But we see an opportunity in the change that there's change that's coming on the horizon. I think we should be cognizant of it. Absolutely. In the very the the very moment you mentioned cryptocurrency, blockchaining, and and all these other you know uh, terminologies and 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 once again it's foreign to me, mm-hmm. right? People get scared. They shy off because they are so conditioned in the in believing that yes. the dollar is going to stay right. or the, the the way the system is set up right. so to say so to speak is going to stay and change is coming yes. you know yes. And, yes. and and if you don't see that right now i think you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna be impacted in in a in a in a bad way if you're yeah. not if you're Absolutely. not careful yeah. so unexpected mm-hmm. or caught unprepared Exactly. So when you talk about financial literacy and preparation, you know, cryptocurrency is one of the avenues. Right. So um, anybody that is in financial advisement or uh, in finance, in in a financial sector at all is also going to tell you when you're starting to make preparations that you diversify. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. I personally see the fiat currency system and the U.S. dollar going someplace that I don't like and that I don't think is the best place. I could be wrong. I, I don't. I, I see people who every single video is is fear mongering about. Oh, the economy's crashing. The economy's crashing. The economy's crashing, and I think it's going to inevitably, inevitably, and eventually happen. But for people that are saying it every day for three, four years at a time, it starts to lose its its credit. You know, not lose its credibility. But people are going to start feeling like you're crying wolf. That's all you talk about all the time. I think it's going to happen. Right. I don't know when I don't want to be an alarmist. And I, I, I like to try to do what I can to prepare myself that when and if that day comes, I'm not sitting up here panicking and scrambling like, oh, man, the economy's crashing. What do I do? I don't have anything outside of this economy. I haven't prepared. Take some time to prepare. Right. Because enough people are saying that these things are going to happen, that money is not being managed the right way from the governments right now in the central banks. And are telling you that if, if nothing else, if, if you're not convinced of an eventual crash, you have more than enough evidence. Looking at what happened in 2008, looking at a number of financial major events that have happened when the economy crashed before and it, has not, it wasn't the first time, it's not going to be the last time it happened. So kind of look at the writing on the wall and say, okay, even if this system is comfortable, it's not foolproof. Mm-hmm. And if it's not foolproof and you're 100% invested in that system and only trusting in that and only know that, if that day comes where things start to go south, you're going to be caught flat-footed, unaware, and, and you'll be in a panic mode. So the way to avoid being in that panic mode is you take you take precautionary steps. Cryptocurrency is one market; it's one way of trying to prepare yourself and to try to have protections there, and putting money into this other asset class as a hedge. That if the main one that I'm living and operating in right now does go down, I have Avenue B, Avenue C, Avenue D. So I personally would would recommend, not as a financial advisor, but more so sharing what I've done, diversify, put money into precious metals, diversify, put money into cryptocurrency, diversify, put money into stock shares, diversify, put money into stock options, find as many different paths as you can for investment and for you to learn some of those different markets, right? So that you can be prepared and have a number of different bags that are relying on different systems so that if one is the same concept as being an entrepreneur, 
if I'm right now our primary source of income, and I'm you know not speaking against people because I'm I'm in this boat. My primary source of income comes from my nine to five job. Now I know other ways to make money. I have other ways that I make money, but that's where my primary source is right now. If that primary source were to go, I'd have to rush and find something else to make ends meet and to kind of make up that gap. I don't think I'd be just dead in the water and wouldn't be able to find a way to thrive, but it's going to take a lot of effort to get from, to get to the point of matching my nine to five jobs income and doing other things. Yeah. And it's that same kind of concept. So an entrepreneur uh, is, is a person that's defined as I have more than one income stream. If one income stream goes down, I have these others. That means I'm not going to go without food on the table. I'm not going to go without a roof over my head. Mm. And it's the same thing when you look at, at investments and, and financial markets and everything else. Be prepared in a way that if one system were to go down, is it bad? Yeah. If you got money in there, it's going to be a loss. That's that's horrible. But if it's going to happen and other people are going to, are going to feel it, the people that are 100% invested in that system when it goes down are going to be in a much, much worse place than a person that has their money in five or six different unrelated areas. Agreed. You're better prepared. So yes, it, it spreads your money out. Yes, maybe you know it's, it's not you're not going to see your high balance in one particular system or in one 401k, but it'll be spread out. Your money, your value is still there, and it's more protected because you have it in a few different asset classes or a few different systems that aren't directly related to one another. So if one crashes, you have other things you can go count on and rely on that I can still keep the lights on. I can keep the food on the table. I can keep the house warm. You have other means of being able to make ends meet and not have to be scrambling. So I look at videos like that. Oh, the economy's crashing. The economy's crashing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yet we've been working. Bills are still paid. Lights are still on. I haven't seen any catastrophe. Well, these are people that spend a lot of time in this, and they are telling you something that's going to happen. I do think it's inevitable, but I can look at that, okay, I think this this system is vulnerable. So when it crashes, I want to make myself where I'm not having to be in the panic mode that everybody else will. They get caught unprepared, and I'm spreading it out a little bit so that if that day does come, I have some backup, I have, I'm prepared. And if that day doesn't come, is it bad to be educated in a different, in a different financial system? No. Is it bad to know more than one way to make money? No, it's not. So at the end of the day, you haven't lost anything necessarily. You can gain knowledge, like you said, high value in itself. You can gain knowledge, gain familiarity familiarity in other financial systems, other asset classes, so on and so forth, and still find ways to make that work for you. If you having a nine-to-five full-time job in our current fiat currency system right now, learn how to make money in three or four other areas, is that a bad thing to do? No. And and it just so happens that if our main system crashes, you having the knowledge of how to make money in other ways is going to benefit you during that time. So take the the warnings that are coming and don't don't turn, don't pivot to a, a fear narrative and start panicking. Oh, I got to figure out how to do that. Take some time, learn, study, find other people who are in other aspects that you want to learn how to make money in and go and sit and talk with them and figure, figure some things out, right? Prepare yourself so that when things happen and if it does hit the fan and things start to crash, I'm not worried because I don't have all my eggs in one basket and we're going to still eat.